Urban Girl Corporate World Podcast. I am your dopest hostess with the mostest, Nicole, and I'm so thrilled that you chose to get over the hump this week with us. Yes, us, because I am not here alone. I've got a very, very special guest today. And before I even get into the convoluted, complicated, non-traditional way that we reconnected, let me just start by... <laughs> heck you do for a living uh my vocation is accounting that's yes. where i am a proud graduate of morehouse college class of 05 you see you see out here i am the corporate controller of finance and accounting of amazon's fabric subsidiary nice very very nice and his name by the way is mr kevin Stovall. You got to give him a whole government. The trust. second no, you CPA. Yeah. You want me to throw? You want me to throw the B in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't forget the B. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Bradley Stovall, thank you, thank you, the thank second, you, thank you. comma CPA, comma MBA. I wasn't even worried about that. <laughs> no, I, you wanted it all. Let me give it to you. I'm gonna give you all of it. So today's, um, well, no. First, I got to go back to the history. Uh, but what I will say, because I try to keep this in 30 minutes for the sake of my own reputation. Uh-huh. Uh, so Kevin and I, obviously, um, I graduated from Clark Atlanta University. And I, too, was an accounting major. Kevin was next door at Morehouse. Uh, however, accounting is not how we came to know each other. No, it is not. Short version of the story. Oh, no, you want the short version? Oh, we got to keep it short. We okay. have 30 I minutes. we was going to talk about it. Oh, no, we ain't going to talk about okay. that. We've got right. content today. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about But we had a mutual friend. Yes. And uh, for some reason, <laughs> though those friendships may have ebbed and flowed, Kevin and I just always found ourselves kind of in the same spaces, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, back... <laughs> In 2015. <laughs> they gonna wanna know. Oh my gosh. They gonna wanna know. That could be, be another podcast. That's a whole other situation. That could be the yeah. That could be the that's the French unlikely friendship. Friendships. Episode. Yeah, the yes. friendship episode. Uh, yeah. I call Kevin Rev because he is an ordained minister, an amazing uh, orator and public speaker. Um, but I'm not gonna keep calling him Kevin because that's just not how we do. So Rev got married. Back in 2015, but before he got married, I came to Atlanta. I was living in New York at the time to come randomly visit. This is around Christmas, New Year's. And I met his... No, I didn't meet B until after y'all got married. That's right. So, okay. So, October 2015, I'm living in Romania. Mm -hmm. Rev is in the car to get married. Yes. Somehow or another, I pop up on FaceTime. No, we are not. We're not. Listen, Jesus made it so that I was on the FaceTime. So we're not going to talk about how you got on FaceTime? We got that. We got that in the back. That's the next podcast. Remember, you got to come back. But Rev, I'm on FaceTime. For some reason, weddings make me a little nervous. (laughs) If you want to call And I was like, listen, 
are you good? Are you straight? Because if you want to call it off, I can do a bomb threat. Like, whatever. He's like, girl, I'm like, never been more sure of anything in my life. And I can see why, because months, probably almost a year later, Mm -hmm. is when I was living back in New York Metro, um, came to visit here, and I met the Mrs. Kevin B. Stovall. I was just like, oh. It was actually before, it was a little less than a year. You probably came through... Because Nikki was down here for her birthday. And remember, we... And her birthday's we, in the summer. And her birthday's in oh, June. Oh, you know what? I did come around. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. June we all hung out. That's yeah. what And I liked, you, yeah, I liked B. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I popped up on y'all a couple yeah. times. Like, all right, uh, so that guest room? Yeah. You stole my wife. Yeah, I pretty much you, did. You stole my wife. Because, right. like, as soon as I laid eyes on her and we just started talking, it was just like, yeah, it's over. So that was probably like our second or third round of like reconnecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then naturally, now that y'all are like stuck together, I think, you know, y'all are like a package deal. Oh, yeah. So we ended up realizing that we really liked each other yeah, and uh, have a lot in common. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> and we many should, things. We would be a lot closer, but y'all have to tune in to the other yeah, episode. Yeah, that other episode. <laughs> I don't even know if that's for the Urban Girl Corporate yeah, World Podcast. That's going to be like behind the scenes, <laughs> uncut. Exactly. Get that to your special <laughs> subscribers or something. <laughs> Patreon coming soon. But, right. Right. <laughs> That's a whole nother ball. It's a whole nother level. We, we, we can do five, six episodes. Let me that. tell you. The, so, since becoming Kevin's friend, uh, our history has become more convoluted and complicated and amazing. Mm-hmm. And hanging around you has me acting like a rapper. <laughs> You're not going to put that on Oh, me. I'm definitely You're putting that put on that you. On First of all, I wasn't even like... Okay, so I just recently became a jewelry person. Uh, I don't even know how long ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely always liked shoes. So I think you and I had yes, like the, the love for Louboutin yes, situation in common. But we didn't even know it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We didn't even know it. And then later, uh, Kevin had bought him and his wife Rolexes. I did. And I was like, oh, these are bomb. Wait, let me see. Oh, this is nice. Oh, I can do this. Yes. <laughs> and now I have a Rolex. Right. Thank you very much. So, man, y'all don't like, I don't know why Jamal's front like she ain't got money. She just don't want to spend it. <laughs> you don't want to spend yours <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I've been, wanting this, ro- I've been wanting this Rolex for a while. And the way it happened was, me. Uh, it was Brooke's birthday. And I saw this Rolex I wanted. The original one that I wanted was a 2015 uh, day, uh, it was a two-tone golden blue Jubilee break, Jubilee band Daytona. I love the Daytona though. And that's the one I wanted. Ugh. But I thought about it and I was like, if I come in here listen, with this watch <laughs> listen, and don't have Brooke one, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I want to live. Let's go ahead <laughs> keep this to keep this house happy. Please. So I was like, you know what? What can I get two of? Because I couldn't get two Daytonas at that time. Yeah, the daytime yeah. is a whole, that's another level. <laughs> that's we, whole we, we, we date Justin right. on the so side. So I was like, you know what? We can get two of these date justs, <laughs> and we can keep it moving. Yeah. Got them for us. It was for her birthday, but it was more for more so for me, too, of and that's course. how it got. And then when I showed you, oh. and that's when you, that's when you lost your head, was like, wait, what? <sighs> we out here getting Rolexes? That's what we doing? Y'all here, didn't tell me? We out here getting Rolexes? Man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here comes, you should have wore yours today for the... 
I mean, I, I mean, I can go put it on. It's upstairs. I mean, see, you just don't see. I, see, okay, and see, that's where we differ because I'm yeah. gonna wear mine yeah, you every, wear yours every day. I mean, that's what they're made for. They are, and <laughs> they just like elevate every outfit. They just, it's it's such um, a classic piece. Mm-hmm. It's not gaudy. It's not gaudy, not and gaudy. I like a little. It's, I like a little extra. I mean, I know you, did like you see my, Did you see my new ring? Yes, I saw your ratchetness. Oh on my head. god, that yeah. is not ratchet. That is yes, that's beautiful. Almost, it's almost Wendy Williams type chunky. I like that. Oh, yeah, see, I, like that. I like that. I like that. Wendy Williams chunky. And see, this it. tones it down on this side. Really? You think it tones it I down? I think so. <laughs> what do you think? I think you have a Rolex on your left wrist and a Wendy Williams chunky <laughs> ring on your right wrist. I can't. On your right finger. I thought it was like giving a vibe. No. Okay, no. guess not. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but yeah, so the interesting thing is... Rev and I both work both in corporate spaces. We're both leaders in our own field. And uh, what I found surprising was that where I will go to work every day in red bottoms mm-hmm. and Rolexes and diamonds and all the things mm-hmm. and Givenchy <laughs> and Celine <laughs> pumping. Rev is like, yeah, I ain't doing all that. No. And the thing is, the the avenue that I have in my job, being at Amazon, we're connected to a warehouse. So I'm in at, at my job. I'm in hoodies and jeans every day. Okay. Even though I'm si- even though I'm sitting with big wigs and CFOs, yeah. CEOs, since we're connected to the warehouse, we don't dress up. Right. So we don't, we, we don't, we, we're not business casual at all. Okay. We're straight. Like you see what I got on right now? Yeah. Hoodies and jeans. Yeah. I, I wore this last week to work. So you know what's funny though the the landscape in the corporate space is shifting, especially around dress code. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because, as you know, and I get so much flack for this, people don't understand, but I think you, especially thinking about your career trajectory, you know, when we graduated from school, and we came from black schools, right? right? So, black tax was embedded in our minds. You had to be fly. You had to. You had no choice, right? right? (laughs) So, you know, we, standard dress code for us was button up, slacks, Mm -hmm. skirt, nylons, like you don't even wear stockings anymore. I was like, anymore. wait, but you had to wear stockings? When you was like, you had to wear stockings? That was the first, it was the first time I saw a woman in heels with no stockings. Mm. And I thought it was kind of risque. I was like, <laughs> is that what we doing out oh, here in these Wall Street? have come. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? They didn't even have like affinity networks or anything back in the day. Wow. Like they were really just trying, like really starting to get their footing. But I think that says a lot to how much like the environment of the workspace is starting to shift, mm-hmm. especially in terms of dress code, because now that things have gotten a little more lax. So my workspace is business casual. Okay. When I was at video game company, I was in hoodies. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. That's, that's and I actually, I think uh, one, I had a coworker ask me, are you in your pajamas today? <laughs> I think I had on like a juicy sweatshirt and, and, and sweats, right? But that just tells you like, how, and it wasn't like a big deal or an issue, right? Like it just was what it was. But now, you know, things are starting to shift. Sometimes a little bit too far in the spectrum. Like mm-hmm. I definitely see some, some people coming to work Looking like they just came from the club. Absolutely. Um, but you do see a more relaxed environment. Um, professional is now acceptably jeans, blazers right. kind of deal. And in your case, like jeans, sneakers, and hoodies, mm-hmm. right? So let me ask you this. If that was not the standard for where you worked, okay. 
would you pull up in Rollies and Red Bottoms? Absolutely. Okay, see? <laughs> I thought we were going to be on different ends of this no, conversation. Absolutely. But now that I have a little more context, it makes sense. I oh, know. So I'll tell you, one um, one of the meetings I was in, we have a Leeds meeting every Friday. Yeah. And I had on, um, and the hoodies I wear, like, ain't like, you know, old Navy hoodies yeah. and stuff. Like, 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 my hoodies are $150, 200 Yeah. So I had on, uh, shout out to Fashion Geek in Chicago. Yes. I had a Fashion Geek hoodie on. Some diesel jeans, and I had on some black Louboutin sneakers. First of all, speaking of sneakers, when I walked into the house today, this has nothing to do with anything. There was like Valentino and Prada on the doorstep. I mean, that has nothing to do with any of what we're talking about. Just for context. Just for context. Just for context. And so I'm we leave the meeting, and I'm walking back to my office, and one of the other black managers, and she was like, she came to my office, she said, "Kevin, do you have on Louboutins?" I was like. Yeah. yeah. It was like, that's what we doing in the warehouse? Right. Uh, <laughs> I got you know, you know, <laughs> so, I'm feeling that. But yeah, no. If I was if I was back in, you know, business casual, dressing up, things mm-hmm. like that. If I was yeah, no, it would definitely be rolls and red bottoms. Yeah, no. Yeah. Especially especially in the leadership role that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel like I'd have to stun on. Yeah, just a taste. Just, just, just a, taste. a little bit. Not nothing crazy. Just a little, just, you know, just a little, little understated. Just, just a little under, right. You, yeah. You, you won't know you you won't know I have on Louboutin unless you see me walking away. Right. I'm not gonna be in meetings crossing right. my legs. So right. 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 I'm gonna be hiking up my, my sleeves so, so you can, can see her rolling. rolling. I may have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done that. I may have. I'm not going to do that. I'm it, definitely it'll not. just be like yeah. Okay. Okay. That's how we do it. Now, I right? have gotten called out in a couple <laughs> meetings because I try to control myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have gotten called out in two meetings, one by a guy who had on a Rolex. Okay. And after the meet, he, he I saw his... You know, he kind of had a reaction. And then after the meeting, he was just like, is that? I saw the Cyclops. And uh, and then he pulled his sleeve up. Uh-huh, and he uh-huh. was like, in 1985, mm-hmm. Rolex did the only battery-operated watch mm-hmm. ever. And he had that version. Rolex used to TikTok. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. So like, they were self-winding. Yeah, yeah but uh, Rolex used to TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then another meeting with uh, one of my peers wasn't pulling up sleeves mm-hmm. and he was like is that a Rolex <laughs> so funny part I actually uh when I went to Jersey for the holiday my grandfather had on a Rolex okay. and I was like oh that's what you did he was like oh it's fake oh. so now I kind of feel like I want to be tell- I want to just tell people oh that's not real it's not that's real. not real it's not you real. know I'm not nah, here for the camera I, and the thing is and you know so funny uh my uh my uncle got me into watches hmm. do, do you know the technical name for what a watch lover is I don't it's called a horologist that explains <laughs> it all. It's a horologist. I love the horologist. <laughs> you love the horologist. When you love when you love watches and things like that, or time, I call time, them time pieces. You're called a horologist. You, okay. you tell, love... tell me about the difference between a watch and a timepiece. Um, it, it, I will say everything like this: every timepiece is a watch, but every watch is not a timepiece. Time Similar to the things with your brandy and your cognac, your champagne and your sparkling right. wines. They, yeah, everything is that, but one thing's not the exactly. other. Exactly. When it comes to a timepiece, a timepiece is an investment. Mm-hmm. A timepiece does not. And uh, remember when I told you when you was when you was shopping for your Rolex, mm-hmm. I told you do not 
Mm-hmm. Buy this Rolex new, and you mm-hmm. was like, "But well, it looks so nice and it's so shiny." Yeah, and, I tried it on. and you put it on. They and gave me champagne, right? And you sent me pictures. I said, "Don't you dare <gasps> walk out this store with Please the don't. watch Please because don't. high-end watches, especially when you're buying them new, they're like new cars. As soon as you walk out the store, they're depreciating. Mm-hmm. In the pre-owned watch market, pre-owned timepiece market is so great now. Mm-hmm. That, that's my, that's my, and that's down. what I sent you to mm-hmm. the different websites and go yep. and like that. I was like, you can get a great and watch. And I found this watch is like amazing. Right. You got the pearl face and everything like I got that? Everything so, I wanted. So if I if anybody asks me what's the difference between a timepiece and a watch, I'll say a timepiece is an investment. Okay. And a watch is just something like I'm just gonna go ahead and Right, I'm just gonna get this Apple mm-hmm. watch, I'm gonna get this Sankong, right. just 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 throw it on, on. Nothing, right. Nothing it, it's not a I would say watches aren't showstoppers. They're not conversation starters. Mm-hmm. And things like you you see how you talk about when you walked out of a exactly. meeting, people like you got on a Rolex. Right. When I was uh, uh, great story. Me and Brooke was in Seattle last year. Yeah. And no, I, you know, I'm in Seattle. It's my first time. Everybody out in Amazon meeting me. Oh, I'm stunned. Right. I got on Ferragamos. I got Ooh. on Louboutins. Ooh. I'm out here Goring Brother hats, everything yeah. like that. Got on my Rolex. I'm sitting there. So we sitting at the hotel bar and one of the ladies is down there who we work with and she was like, and we just sitting there talking and we started talking about time pieces, started talking about things. She's, and I have on a pullover. I got on a polo pullover. I so I ain't even got, like, got You ain't even got the wrist exposed. And so she looked and she was like, oh, okay, I see, you might know what you're talking about. Oh, I see you have on a Rolex. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I do. You know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it something is. Like. This is, right, just something like. A little day-day. Just something like. A little day Just something like. Yeah. You know, and I, I tell Brooke all the time, you know, if we hadn't bought this house, you know, you could have enough Rolex. Right. But you wanted to get this house. You could I have mean, it. it's, a, it's an investment, too. Yeah, this is an investment, absolutely. Right? And I love every bit of it, and I love I do every too. inch of it. I do, too. But, yeah, no, that's, that's what I was saying. I said that's the difference between timepieces and watches. Timepieces are investments. So, let me, let me give you some insight to some conversation that I had at work mm-hmm. that inspired a bit of the content around why I wanted us to sit and talk about this. So I was talking to one of the VPs and loosely the conversation centered around your brand, how you show up, what you're wearing. I don't even know if we got into talking about like interviews or whatever, Um, but there were two executives I was talking to and one was of the perspective that she would not wear whatever because she was concerned about what that would communicate. Okay. However, the other had a very different opinion and felt like, no, I'm absolutely wearing it so mm-hmm. that you understand that I have a certain expectation of value. Hmm. Where would you fall on that spectrum? Uh, I wouldn't, i say I'd probably fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because I don't feel like it's an expectation or an ex- of value. Agreed. I don't think that. And I also think it depends on the situation mm-hmm. that you're walking into. Right. Like, what's the culture? And I'm not, And the thing is, I will, I've never been the person, I never will be the person to put on something, For to wear something, else. to be like, look at me. Yeah. I wear all this because I like because it. Because I like it. I like Agreed. things. Agreed. I, I, I get a paycheck and I like these things. And right. I want to wear these things. That's right. And I want to do. I don't. I don't want to wear the the, the, the sacks and the, and the, I don't. I don't want to. I like this stuff. I, like, I like. I like the nice stuff. So right. To, so I want to wear. And I think that's okay too, right? Like everybody has their things, um, but what I can appreciate is 
I feel like, and I come from a family of, on both sides, maternal mm. and paternal, where um, women who are adorned, and I don't just mean diamonds, mm-hmm. the most amazing costume jewelry I have seen. My mom can work a clearance rack <laughs> like nobody's <laughs> business, right? My father, who's very into like suiting and tailoring, one year for Father's Day, um, one year we went fishing. He loves fishing, so we went deep sea fishing. And the next year, we went um, to a haberdashery, and we both got matching shirts made. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think it speaks to, like, so many things. Um, but I, I just find, like, I, I feel it really important and valuable for people to be aware mm-hmm. um, just of what, what they appreciate and what they like. And I also feel like fashion in a sense, is the way that you choose to communicate to the world how you feel about yourself right. or, like, self-expression. Exactly. And I, and I feel that, like, I, um, me and Brooke, we uh, we went to church one time, and the cheapest thing I had on was I can't. my suit. I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can identify. So, we, and so I walk downstairs. I have on a French cuff Burberry shirt. Mm-hmm. I have on a Chanel tie. Okay. I have on Cartier cufflinks. I can't. I have on Louboutins. Louboutins. <laughs> a Rolex. A Rolex. Mm-hmm. And I got this K and G black suit on. Wow. That I got tailored. To, I got it. Just got. Let me tell like my you, my suit was the cheapest thing. Let me I tell had you. On. So there's definitely levels to <laughs> this. Is has definitely been an evolution for me because I will tell you when I first. So when I worked on Wall Street. I was very particular just because I knew the environment that I was going to be in. So I was very like skirts, pearls, stripes, button ups, like low ponytails, Buns, like mm-hmm. that was it. I wouldn't do loud nail polish, oh, like you, nail you, po- you, crazy you were, nail you polish. Were a potential first lady at the Republican National Convention. Absolutely, gotcha. Absolutely, right. my yeah. heels may have been a little bit higher, little bit but higher. I was <laughs> definitely in that lane. Gotcha. Right, and then when I moved over to consulting, that's when I started to explore fashion, and it wasn't like a nice transition at all. <laughs> Like one day I just showed up with a mohawk. No. Another day I, I had on. Forgot about the mohawk. Remember the mohawk back in the day? I forgot. And that was before mohawks were like a right, socially right. acceptable exactly. thing, I right? I forgot about the mohawk. Yeah. And he took it back with that one. They called HR on me, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> they called HR on me. <laughs> I had coworkers sneaking, taking pictures of my hair. Like it was, it was like a whole riot. I forgot about the mohawk. Yeah, I forgot about the mohawk. And it actually it, it caused a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, HR pulled me to the side, wanted to have a conversation. It actually oh, so, got so you was so you was a Twitter story and a and a, and a viral before story there was a before, Twitter. Before it was a Twitter. Thank God there was not a Twitter <laughs> because I probably could not live that down, right? But I got a lot of flack for just like exploring and mm-hmm. like trying to figure out like what works for me and what I like. And then you know, hair for black women is just sensitive, period. Yes, okay. And I'm like one of two black people in a group of about fifty. Mm-hmm. So then, what does that look like? Right. What does that feel like? Like, then came the questions. Like it was just a mess. Um, what type of questions? Like what, what? What does somebody ask about? Why are you wearing a mohawk? Like what type of questions do they ask? All kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like probably stuff that's offensive 
and probably stuff that you would never imagine. Okay. Like, it gets a little crazy. Then when I moved into... So that was actually a part of the motivation why I went from super uptight, polished culture to, like, crazy video game culture. Okay. Because I was just like, this is a space where no... First of all, I come to the office for the interview. There's Nobody's there, first of all. I get there, like, 8 o'clock. Nobody's there. <laughs> Nobody gets there till like, 10 o'clock. So you're just sitting there. I'm just kicking it. Just Me and, like, video game stations and statues mm-hmm. and the receptionist. And people are bringing their dogs to work. Mm-hmm. My then-manager interviewed me in an orange polo shirt, jeans, and sneakers. And, like... That was a thing. And for me, coming from consulting and Wall Street, I was like, this is completely out of control. But I loved it because I could sit in a boardroom with my tattoos exposed. And that's when the blue hair came about, Mm -hmm. right? When I started the blue hair thing. And it was okay. Like, nobody cared, you know? So a, a bit of a transition. But now it's crazy that we're in an overall environment where I can go to work with shaved sides mm-hmm. and blue hair and, blue hair. and locks to my behind. <laughs> and it's like, okay. No, okay. They, they think something if you didn't have that. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, listen. <laughs> be careful. If you come in with like a bob They're gonna be like, and, a pencil, and, a, and a pencil skirt with a, with a She nice coming from little, an interview. With a, with a peplum blossom. She coming from an interview, like, yeah, nah. right? Yeah, no, they like, is she gonna be like, is she leaving? Where's she going? Pretty much. You know, and it was crazy that you say that when I interviewed for the role that I have now, I wore a wig. I don't think I've ever seen you. No, I've seen you. You've definitely. Yeah, you've known me for like 20 years. Yeah, you've I've definitely seen definitely me probably seen in a couple you. of weeks. It's, it's, been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been it's a few years. While, yeah. That was probably when I was interviewing for this role because okay. I didn't real. I didn't think about, um, I didn't want to think about if that would be a deterrent, mm-hmm. you know? So. So how do you feel about the transition coming from, like we both, we both had a kind of a similar career path and things like that. So mm-hmm. coming from Wall Street from then to now you're at, from to do you do you feel you stay the same or do you see yourself do you see yourself different are you Javon 2.0 3.0 like what do you see I think I've just evolved as a person period okay. separate from my career mm-hmm. and I think that my experiences throughout my career have been impacted by whatever phase of my evolution that I was on okay right so it was just very, I need to fit in. I don't need to stand out. I need to be below the radar. I need to perform. Mm-hmm. And then it became a little rebellious. Like, okay, I know y'all are doing this. This is how y'all roll. But I got to discover me. Okay, so that, that was my next question. Were you your true self at Or were you still trying to discover who Javon was? Oh, I was, was? cussing people out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's always been what I it mean, is. I mean, the mouth ain't really went nowhere. I ain't it talking ain't about that. Nowhere. I'm just talking, I ain't saying that. But I'm more, just, okay, so more of the fashion expression. Just, just, yeah, you, the, the, when, when I saw you, were you being Javon or were you still, you know, trying to fit into a mold and things? I was definitely straight out of school trying to fit into the mold. Gotcha. Point blank period. Okay. Consulting was initially coming in doing that, but also answering to my inner self that needed to express or figure out what I looked like when I showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, frustration was 
a big part of the motivation for gaming because it was just like I can do what I want and nobody cares gotcha. about what I have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually became a safe space for me to transition and okay. figure things out because nobody, people were walking around with tattoos from their neck to their knuckles. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the big, super big earrings before that was cool. Gages. Gages, mm-hmm. thank you. Um <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? That's I mean, like, that's, that's what's happening, right? <laughs> so it just became a safe space where I could do any and everything. Mm-hmm. And as long as my work was cool, it was okay. Because somebody down the hall probably looked a lot crazier than me. Right. Right? After five years of that, when I came to where I am now, it was just like, okay, I can find a little bit of balance in this. Because I can show up as me, as a professional. Mm-hmm. But y'all have to be willing to accept that. And I'm unapologetic about it. And if you cannot accept it, if that's a disruptor for you, then this just is not the place for me. Right. Period. I definitely stand out amongst my peers, for sure. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So my first day at work, I actually wore uh, these YSL Trip 2 pumps, which have a huge platform on the front. Is it bad that I know what Trip 2 is? It's not. Because this is why you're here. <laughs> this is why you're here. Bad that I know you absolutely know what it is. Okay. Right. I'm waiting for the elevator, and the DVP walks by me, and she says, oh, my God, your shoes are so high. And I said, the higher the hill, the closer to God. <laughs> and it just became, like, a thing, right? You had to bring so Jesus into Had to it. bring Jesus. He's on the main line. But and it just became, like, a thing for us. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate it when I compare that to my experience in other places. It wasn't somebody trying to make fun of me or mm-hmm. make a joke or a meme out of me. Mm-hmm. It was somebody who had a natural, honest reaction to something that was atypical for this space. And probably in some way, I gave her permission to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And she gave me permission to just be free. Gotcha. And you got to love that. That makes sense. You got to love that. So how, is, how, do, how do you see your evolution now that, you know... Because, you know, we're both accounts, we're both being counts, we're both cheap as hell yes. at, at the most part. <laughs> yes, so yeah. now that we, you know, since the title of this episode is Rollies and Red Bottoms, yes. how do you see that evolution that, you know, we sitting here rocking Rollies, wearing Red Bottoms to work and all of this stuff, how do you see it, do you see it growing? You're going to put the brakes on? You're going to keep going hard? I don't know. Because <laughs> sometimes I want to roll up the stunt. Right. I'm just saying. Right. Sometimes <laughs> I do. But it's um, being selective and strategic about it. Okay. Right. And something like you said earlier, like what's the motivation behind it? Mm-hmm. Is it because? Because honestly, like when I when I when I look good, I'm my operational like efficiency and effectiveness is on a whole nother level, Absolutely. right? So if I have like an important presentation or an important meeting or I'm start kicking off a new project or something. Then I might pull up on you. Absolutely. You know, but if it's one of them days where I ain't really feel like being bothered, you're going to get this, uh, this, uh, Cracker Jack watch. This Timex and some old lady. <laughs> and these here. leaning Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing that, I, that I've had to learn, especially when it comes to preaching and prep and things like that. It's do I want to stunt? I'm not preaching, but, present, but presenting. Do I want to stunt? Do I want to do this? Because if I'm stunting too hard, that's the only thing. You don't want to take away. That's the only thing to focus on. Right. So it's it's a it's a happy medium and a balance that you have to that you have to learn how to swing Mm -hmm. with that pendulum. Like yeah, okay, yeah, I got on some Louboutins, yeah, I got on a Rolex, but 
No, I got a nice conservative suit. I got a right. Regular. You're you're listening to what I'm saying, Absolutely. not worrying about what I have on. So like Friday, I had a meeting, um, and I actually had just bought this uh, Eli Tahari suit. Okay. It's a beautiful, amazingly understated. Just 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 found out about Eli Tahari a couple weeks ago. <sighs> Didn't know it was that fire. Like, Man, fire. crazy, yeah. Fire. yeah. And uh, for the meeting, I just wore that suit, navy. Uh, I was going to wear a bespoke shirt mm-hmm. with monogram cufflinks, but I was like, no, I'm going to keep it cute. Mm-hmm. I just wore a plain white shirt underneath. Definitely had on a rolly. Of course you did. Definitely had on a red bottom. <laughs> Simple stud earrings. Which one, nudes? I wore black. You wore your black I, I even went, I even oh, went, and I don't even black? do blue and black, but yeah. it worked. Yeah, yeah, I it worked. you might have had on the news. See, now okay. that would have been a little too much, okay. a little patent leather, pointy toe, right. but the blacks are just like soft leather, a okay. little suede mix. But um, I did one plain gold, um, gold bracelet, mm-hmm. and I just bought a stack ring that's um, yellow gold and sterling silver. And just wore that. So you, you didn't wear your Wendy Williams? How I did doing? not wear the Wendy. I just got this Saturday. <laughs> so I did not wear the Wendy Williams. How you doing? But if I did, I think it would have threw everything off. Absolutely would have. Everything Absolutely. off, right? Absolutely. And I even um, tied my hair up, pinned it up a certain way because I think, you know, that it being that long. It could be distracting. It could be distracting. Mm-hmm. And it's not a part of that look, right? right? So it's just like whether you, if you're going to a party or you're going to church, depending mm-hmm. on where you're you're going when you're going to show up for the occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to describe, this would probably be my final question. Okay. Your style, mm-hmm. what would it be? Simple luxury. Simple luxury. I am, I am not the in-your-face I'm not about to wear a ball mane or Balenciaga blazer that got 176 colors and, <laughs> you know, I'm not that guy. <laughs> Balmain has a little, some understated pieces, they but they definitely have some turn up. <laughs> right, yeah, they so got I'm, some turn up. I'm not, I, I will say I'm, I'm simple, understated luxury. Yeah. You will never know mm-hmm. that I have on Right, this or that. Or right, something. right. Unless she, and like Brooke, Brooke said it the best, she was like, the people who, like when I wore that, the I people you, who like, know. That's what she said. They know. She, when I wore that, when I, when I, when I told you I had, yeah. oh, she was like, oh, the, the people who know go know. They know. And exactly. The people who knew came up to and me and said like, something. Let me see that tie. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. see them cousins. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've never been the ostentatious in your face. I've never have to be the center yeah. of attention. Yeah. And I never have to be like, you look at me. Yeah. Look at what I have on. Right. I like to let my personality speak. And it always I does. want you to know who Kevin is. Right. Not what Kevin has on. That's right. And I want that to project more than what I have on. Agreed. And then then, then what I have on is just an added bonus. Oh. Of course. Is that a Rolex? Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, you got on a, you got <laughs> a, a Chanel tie? Oh, you got on a Cartier cuffless? Prada yeah, glasses? Yeah. Right. Louboutin? That's how you feel? Oh! <laughs> Exactly. I love it. Well, thanks, Rev. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad that you came through. We could definitely keep this going for a couple. Yeah, we got to do. We got to do a couple other sessions. Uh, Content is debatable. Uh, However, I think uh, we definitely got some gems for the people. Let's see what the people want. Let's see what they want. All right, guys. If you have any questions or commentary for me or the good Reverend. 
<laughs> feel free to reach out. You can sit, submit your questions at our email address, urbangirlcorporateworld at gmail.com. Just straight up and down, Urban Girl Corporate World. Y'all know black folks, we like to spell stuff all crazy. No, it's just up and down, Urban Girl Corporate World. And that same handle applies to Instagram as well. So thanks for tuning in. And have a great week. Girl, you got it. 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 Girl,